Get in Annapolis Center. Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 1-1 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, with the show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the Parsi Girl. Get ready, sit down, get your fans, get your mister. Get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your lube. It's lube. Because the very famous Juan Juan oh, is here. that before. Hey, Mac, how's it going? Hey, girls. Uh, don't, yeah, don't forget the lube, by the way. Okay. Happy to be on the show, as always. I live for this. Uh, it's on my calendar. I have uh, warnings on it every day. It's on your calendar. Coming up in five days, another episode. Really? Coming up in four days. And it's like, wow, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Is that what they are? Okay. I, I just, just love doing the show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, where'd you get the Tojo glasses there? I hope that, not racist, but you look like the former uh, you look like Tojo general in charge of World War, uh, Japan in World War II. Is that the look you were going for? <laughs> <laughs> I call them Harry Potter glasses, but go. that's okay. Now, these are Harry Potter glasses. Well, put the Tojo ones back on <laughs> okay. All right. Listen. All right, now there's some bad news, so get ready. We have to we have to what? sober up. No Coco tonight. Sorry, no Mills Gills and Gigi Gills. He's still out there saving the world, but he was going to join. He will join be joining us, rejoining the formation in a uh, future show. Uh, also, no Switchy tonight. No Switch. He is uh, mm. still in the uh, process of moving his headquarters. Okay. So that means. Our next stop is, I used to save the best for last, but I'm changing it up. I want to shake it up, okay? So up there in Sideways, New York, our favorite good witch, Raven is with us. Raven, how are you? Raven. Hi, friends. I'm very good. How are you? Hi, Hi, Raven. We're fine. How are you? Good. I'm very disturbed. I just found out that Lucky Charms sells a cereal that's just marshmallows. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to vom. No, just so marshmallows. That's not a breakfast cereal. Holy cow. No kidding. Oh. Cheap. No cereal, just marshmallows. Just a marshmallow? So like, why don't you just eat sugar? Wow. You just really? Want- it's all marshmallow stuff? I need a beer. Yeah, I just wow. saw it. It's Oh, that's disgusting. It's awful. Wow. Okay, so we're in the, thir- <laughs> we're in the third week. Otherwise, of- I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We're in the third week of the new hairdo, right? Is this the third week? I think so. Okay, I don't know. We can't Maybe. remember. We're still astonished. And what are, you, what are you drinking there? That's not the apple juice, is it? Can you tell us? No. We have a raspberry jammin. Raspberry jammin. my local brewery. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Raspberry jammin. What's the name of that brewery? That, that's as bad as marshmallow cereal. Hey, well, almost. But I, <laughs> I was going to say it, but X. It's so it. good. Also, um, looking in on us is our security chief, Willie Club. Willie, how are you doing? Hey, Mac. 
Hi, gang. I'm doing great. I got to tell you, now I'm pretty excited about that. Those marshmallows. Oh, marshmallow cereal. Yeah. Oh, for St. Patty's Day, Lucky Charms. Perfect. Yeah. Would you eat a whole bowl of marshmallows? Are you supposed to put milk on those things and more sugar? Um, I love marshmallows. Like you know, I like toasting marshmallows and all that stuff. You know. But you know what? I can eat a box of Peeps. Oh, yeah. Oh, those things are oh. disgusting, oh. man. They're yeah, disgusting. Oh, yeah, there's only 10 to a box. I, I am too. I can and eat those peeps. The you know audience. Eileen likes them when they're on the stale side, so they're just, you know, oh. more they're, harder. Oh. they're harder. Mac, and I have I like to. What I like about yeah, them, you too. get a high. I, I get a sugar high after yeah. the box them. It's great. <laughs> but they're healthy. There's no cholesterol. There's yeah. no well, they're, they're real healthy. They're doing <laughs> all zeros and everything. You know? All zeros. I agree. Oh, my God. Club, run the show. Uh, 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 Raven and I have to go vom, okay? Wow. <laughs> we have to leave. Those things, I can't you even, no taste. I can't no even taste. look at those things. I'll have to tell you that the, the yellow peeps are my favorite, but I've been warming up to the blue peeps lately. Really? Too. Yeah? Oh, that's good. I, you're I all, have to try them. You're I'm all inclusive there, Ron. Me too. Yellow and pink. I mean, yellow. Really? Oh, okay. All right. I think we... blue ones, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's Raven, you're not digging it? No mm-hmm. one's digging mm-hmm. it. All right. Here we go. board with peeps. Let me go on. Let me carry on. Okay. Also in the house Whatever. with us tonight is um, Agent X, the man who works for the agency that works for the agencies. X. Thank you for having me, sir. Mm-hmm. And I like always to be around this illustrious crew. Mm-hmm. And um, except for peeps. Peeps. Oh, don't even. <laughs> let's not go there. I mean, we might edit all that out. Absolutely. But I do, I do, I do like asparagus sticks. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Okay, that did it for me. Hey, listen, where'd you get that hat? Where'd you get that hat? This is an interesting story, Mm-mm. and it may be too close to home. Two hour show. Do you remember uh, Billy Vigors outside South Station in Boston? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. It was an Army Navy store, among other and, things. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, among other mm-hmm. other things. Go ahead. But all of us from the old, the old illustrious neighborhood, the hood, would go to um, Billy Vigors to get whatever we needed to get. And these hats, which but then were made in the United States, mm-hmm. cost two dollars and thirty four cents. Wow! I got this when I was a little kid. High price one, yes. And it's still there. Huh. True story. Wow! I think I showed it to you before. Hmm. Yeah, haven't that's I given nice you? That's you it, probably had two or three of them. Yeah, what, what would you call it if people don't know because we're on the radio? It's it's like an Irish um, Donegal cap, like a Donegal yeah. cap, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, in Boston we call it a scally scally cap, cap right? Exactly. Okay, uh, and and the, the Limeys call it a flat cap, right? But who needs that? And and that um, Irish Post woman who interviewed you had never no, never heard of a scally cap. Who's the you? Who are you talking about? You, Matt. Me? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, thank you for Your signing box. me up for that disaster, by the way. We should do a whole show on how that went down the friggin' no. drain. Thank you very much. No, you you were featured prominently, no. even though she... Yeah, it's uh, featured pro- too, she, she too just, prominently. She, she came to... satirized and made American-Irish people look like they were stupid. Right, yeah, there you go. What more, what more do you want to hear? She made me look like I was a friggin', you know, didn't know anything about anything. Right. I sent thank her you. an angry so Thank email. you. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Speaking of anger and really bad hats, joining <laughs> us here uh, is a uh, friend of the show, also father of Raven, 
It's Father wrong. of Raven. Father of Raven. What an experience that must be. Okay, she turned off her microphone. Okay, well, maybe, you popped maybe, out. Maybe, a maybe they weren't speaking. Okay, wait. She's hey, amazing. Hang on, hang on. You have to just Ew, be more wow. amazing. Hang on, all right. That's pretty fun. Can I introduce him, please? <laughs> it's, uh, out of- well, not like he was carrying Raven. Hey, oh, my, oh, my was, wow, <laughs> wow, <Ooh>. really? Integ- <laughs> intimately familiar with the process. Nice. <laughs> Now he's gone. I recognized you, Larry. <laughs> Lonely Larry is with us. Lonely Larry. Now we're going to have to clap Larry. for him because he he will pout. Lonely Larry is here. That's a smattering of applause there, Larry. The sound of one hand clapping. How are you there, uh, Lonely Larry? How are you, Larry? Uh, I'm I'm great, Mac. You are. It's a it's always a pleasure to be here. Prove it. But I have to confess, this is this is only. Only my number two highlight of the day. Okay. Uh, number one, of course, being breakfast alone at the Pantheon restaurant. <laughs> really? Yes, alone. <laughs> what did you What did you have? Switches in here, so we might as well ask you. I I had the eggs. They came highly recommended. Okay, we're going to get into that in in a couple of seconds. But wait a minute. What was your full breakfast there? Watch this. This is he's going to embarrass us all now. Guaranteed. Ready? What did you have? What, what did you order? The- it's what I what I have had there every Tuesday morning for many years. Yes. Uh, eggs over medium. A hash browns, Italian toast, and black coffee. Okay, and that what's that cost? About two bucks? Where you go? Uh it's it's you know it's way up. Really? It's like uh, six and change now. <laughs> That's not Good bad. Thing. <laughs> yeah, Switchy's been paying twelve bucks for that same meal. So, so how much did you leave as a tip? What you leave? The, the change? I, I I left a ten. You in a million mm-hmm. years that is so like true. A six, a six and a quarter check. I left a ten. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, right. that's about right for him. Yeah, but they see you coming. Boy, no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's good. That's you don't want to throw. I would throw another like, couple bucks go. on that. Yeah, yeah. It comes the you big get a great tip. service. I find that you know I find it's out a three buck I tip. Tip like that for a small meal. Okay. Like if I get breakfast sandwiches instead of a big that big ass meal that I usually get with three plates in front of me. <laughs> Would you oh. give a tip bigger than the amount of the bill? Uh, if 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 it's a, no, if it's a small meal, if I'm not like if you know wow. I'm light, if you're a regular you six bucks and you're going to give ten bucks on top I'll of give, that, no, not ten bucks. On, I would 10, uh, if it was six bucks know. and I went there all the time, I would throw twelve bucks down. I would go fifty percent because they're going to remember you. It's for for worth of two more dollars. Believe me, it's worth it. Knowing all the waitresses as we do, but anyway, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so let's get to to other things, okay? So, Larry, this is your uh, number two highlight of the day. What, what's you want? You want to apologize for that hat you're wearing now, or would you rather us? No apologies at all. Okay, describe it. It's my Genesee beer hat. Okay, what color is it? It's pink. Pink. It's okay. kind of faded. And what kind of flowers? What kind of flowers are embroidered on that thing? What are those things? Um. Oh, don't do that. Oh. What flowers on this one? Okay. <laughs> I have uh, I have a Genesee. Um, Spring Bach T-shirt that has uh, daisies on it. Daisies. All right, that's it. I'm going to take off my hat so I don't look like oh, anybody else. Well, the shine <laughs> is the shine is ruining the lighting. Put your hat back on. Wow. Okay, Larry. So, um, all right. So you're proud of the hat? Do you have a story about the hat? Well, uh, a few years ago, I went to the Genesee Brewery for a tour. Go ahead. And they had a nice gift shop there, so I got the hat and I got uh, I got a shirt and uh, some other. Paraphernalia. I've been a big Genesee fan for we can tell. Let's say a long time. Yes, yes. Well, I thought you can tell the story about how I threw you off of my deck because you were wearing that hat. Well, you can't go yeah, for the uh, punchline. I, I was at Mac's house, sit, sitting on his deck, and it was a sunny day. And you know, I'm I'm bald, so I never go anywhere without a hat. Go ahead. And uh, I was wearing this hat, and Mac was was freaking out. <laughs> I was sitting on his deck in view of his 
is you know the one or two neighbors who can who can see over there. They can also. He was freaking out that I was wearing a a pink hat, and uh, and and fortunately I had another hat in the car I could swap it out with. I think otherwise he would have just kicked me out. I went me I went down and got the other hat for you if I remember, <laughs> didn't I? Was that? I went down and got the other hat for you. No, I had another hat in the car. I know. I went down and I got it for you. Too drunk to move. Don't you remember anything about this day? <laughs> Larry, did you have a cell phone back then? Uh, I didn't. It wasn't a flip phone either. Okay. I would have immediately called the police to take care of the mystery. <laughs> you don't want the cops down there, believe me. So look at. <laughs> so uh, okay. So listen. So we're going to have a few, just a few quick questions for uh, Lonely Larry. Okay. You can't do an Irish accent, can you, Larry? Ah, what a lovely sack of potatoes. <laughs> the answer is no. All right, here we go. Where's okay. my pot of gold? Here we go. See, Where's that's even better. Pot of gold? That's even better. We're supposed to have an Wait Irish guest. Is this meaning that the Irish girl that I've heard about for months is not coming? It it, it looks like uh, she's showed it. She stood us up again twice. Oh, come on. Typical Irish chick. Just right. a mirage. Here we go. Uh, okay, uh, five quick questions for Lonely Larry. Okay, you ready there, Double L? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Number one, are there still Christmas lights up in your house? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, she tell everyone that we're in the middle of March right now. Okay, what, and what happens? They, they're there all year round, and then you're too lazy to take them down, or what's the story? Um, okay, the, the the big Christmas tree came down on Valentine's Day, the but uh, but in our bedroom there's a tree that's <laughs> that's up all year. Uh, we use it as uh, um, as a nightlight. Um, and then in, in several rooms, oh, oh, I'm looking at a little ceramic tree across the living room from me right now. Wow. And in, uh, in various rooms, including this one, there are, are, uh, string lights. Yes. Uh, they're in, uh, they're in the bathrooms. They're strung up on, uh, floor lamps. They're around the kitchen windows. Raven is holding her head in her I love this guy. That's yeah. what I used to do. I'll, uh, well, yes and no. Well, yes and no, we answer would have sufficed. people here, Mac. That's I right. I understand that. Huh, Okay. It's, it's a foreign thing to you, but no. Hey, listen, but it's a little bit of whimsy in a in, in a in a in a dark world. Hey, nothing says whimsy in Good a dark world than a Christmas tree in July in your bedroom, right? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah, that's wild. Okay, here we go. All right, number two. Oh, and, and the Christmas tree in the bedroom is aluminum. <laughs> wow, you real crunchy there, my friend. All right, but here it we doesn't go. have one of those color wheels. Oh, it doesn't. Well, what? Yeah. No. Right, here we go. Number two, ready? You might have already yeah. answered this. What is the junkiest junk food you've eaten in the last three months? Junkiest junk food? I know it's a long list. You know, I've got a real thing for barbecue potato chips lately. Mm. Uh, I, I, I eat them a lot. Really? They're good um, for you. And, and um, this time of year, I love this time of year because they... Um, Christmas? Um, the grocery store I go to all the time uh, has hot cross buns. Oh, oh yeah, wow! Okay, just delicious. Yeah, good. But that's not and junk they food. Also have Irish soda bread. Oh, that's scones. yeah. Yep, that's mm. my kryptonite. Mm. Yep, and they uh, are yep. fantastic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That is. Uh, hats off to anyone who makes Irish soda bread well, because I can sit down and just eat it and not stop. I don't know why it's in the DNA. Anyway, it's, okay. But aren't you a McRib guy or something? Aren't you one of the first oh, in line Mc, to get the? Yeah, oh, I love McRib. Really? You know, I tell you, McRib is the only good thing McDonald's ever made, and they sell it for about one month a year. Right, okay. they do. And it but, really pisses me off. Yeah, but don't they don't they form the processed meat into making it look like bones, like you know, rib bones, but it's really just all just kind of mush, isn't it? 
Yes, it's highly uh-huh. processed. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Okay, good. Bald roadkill. <laughs> How would you know, you know? Right. The, the flavor's there. Who cares what it looks like? Right. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. This morning I went to a coffee shop after my lonely breakfast. Yes. And I got a blueberry muffin. Okay. And in the, in the, the 10 minutes it took me to get home, the bag was soaked through with oh, Beautiful. With what? This, this muffin was so freaking good. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. What's it and soak it, through with? Perspiration? The um, you know, butter and stuff. At the yeah, table. like yeah. oil. Whatever yeah. fat yep. they used oh. to, to make it with. You know, wow. Butter, uh, lard, I don't know. Lard. The thing is unbelievable. It's, it's odd the things you get excited about. Here we go. Number three. Oh, man, I love blueberry muffins. This is uh, related to number two. How many times have you had your stomach pumped in the last three months? <laughs> Never had my stomach pumped. Really? Okay. All right. That's your story. Stick to it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Number four. Please explain the inedible egg incident. Raven told us that uh, you were all out in the town and, and you left mysteriously this party that was going on. When she came home, there were these unbelievably disgusting eggs in her house. And <laughs> it looks like you left them. Can you tell us in 30 seconds what that was about? Or do you want to take the fifth? There's no, there's no mystery to who left them. I actually stapled to this package a note with my with, with, with my name in the letterhead. Oh wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I was I was annihilated at that point. Oh okay. Well, there was right. a lot of beers that night. You know, here, That's the fifth question. Just, this, this is this is ridiculous, this this charge about these eggs being anything less than than perfectly uh, uh safe and savory. All right. These are hard boiled eggs. Oh, you buy them in a bag. Ten eggs. You buy them in a bag. Pe- and uh, you just you just you just pull one out and eat it. It's great. You know, am, am I going to stand over a hot stove watching, w- waiting for water to boil for, for one half minute, an hour? One minute, so half I can put an hour. The eggs in there, and, and you when you look up online, how long? And you got to cool them and everything. Oh, yeah. listen, I cool down. Uh, yeah. and then I got to peel these things. Oh. And inevitably, don't I'll, don't I'll take his side. Of bits of, of shell on it, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. I'm crunching eggshells all day long. Wicked pain. Wow. I know. But I'm plus, with... they, they come from the border with the fentanyl. Now, hang on. Listen. That gives them the little boost. And you, how can you not trust that? All right. Let me just ask you. <laughs> Larry, in, in yeah. Massachusetts, you there's a law that you have to sell food anywhere you sell alcohol. So when you go into these really dive bars, and maybe it's New York, mm-hmm. too. I don't think so. But they'll have this big glass thing. And they'll have right. these disgusting eggs floating around in it for like decades. Yep. They don't sell them; they just have to have them there. So isn't that <laughs> they basically? Do sell them, though. Well, I've never seen There's anybody no eat At one. This point, I've they're never inedible. seen anyone. Yeah, right. It, it's they've sunk into the bottom by this point. Are these things you're eating oh, any deviled better? Deviled eggs, right? De- yeah, they're deviled. Oh, right. Pickled eggs. Pickled eggs. Yeah. Pickled, yeah. Okay. Is that law still in effect? Is that? Uh, I, I remember for a while you had mm-hmm. to have a. A piece of food, like in front of you, along with your, you know. Well, it's not done to be in front of you, but the place has to. It's usually a grilled cheese sandwich. They have to ask you food. They have to serve. They have to offer food if uh, you sell alcohol in Massachusetts. All right, here we go. Number five. Five allegedly quick questions to Larry. Um, Explain the expired beer situation. Now, Raven said the other night she was on the show, and she and we all go around, and we're all drinking all these fancy drinks, and she says, I'm drinking expired beer that my father gave me. Yeah. Well, first of all, beer doesn't expire. That's a, a myth. That's a myth. Go ahead. That's what big, that's what big beverage wants you big to Big beer wants you to know. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Uh, 
big um, beer they call it. Yeah, what's the what's the I, date uh, on the side of the can for then? Just a memory. It, it was Raven's birthday, and she. <laughs> so you gave really her expired beer. Feeling down about turning fifty. So, oh, oh I, don't say that! <laughs> don't say that, man. I would give her some. I would give her some alcohol, and I gave her uh, a few. Um, this beer that she really, really likes, Genesee Kolsch. Yes, uh, it's a seasonal thing, but I I happen to have some leftover from last spring. Yes, and uh, I gave her my my remaining Jenny Kolsch, and I had I think three old Bud Lights. And I'm not talking; they're less than less than two less than two years old. Okay, in the back they of the refrigerator in 2020. Unbelievable. And I said, yeah, probably not going to drink. These. That's a so sell by I, date, not a drink by date. It was the born on. I don't whatever the hell. The it was. Right, it's a sell by date. Yeah. I gave her, I gave her these these Bud Lights because uh -huh. I figured I probably wasn't ever going to drink them. But here's the deal. Go ahead. I remember my my mother had some beer in her refrigerator, and I remember, I remember having bought it. Yes. And I know, I know this beer had to be minimum five years old. Go ahead. And and I I, I, I opened it? it up and it tasted and you just as just like new. Wow. So, it is a myth. That, was that uh, a birthday beer. gift for you? Did someone give you the old beer no, for your birthday? It, it, birthday was, it was what she gave me for Christmas that year. Oh. No, you're so full of it. Hey, Club, it's not exactly father That's, knows best, is it? No, absolutely not. And I disagree about that. You know, uh, it does lose its taste. It, yeah, it tastes me. stale as hell. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Awful. Light. What taste oh, that, Yeah, I'm with. talking about real beer. <laughs> You know, like the yeah, it was essentially beer. water. Yes, right. But I mean, I wasn't going to waste it. Wow, you know, I'm not going to waste something. It's water and alcohol I mean, doesn't go bad. Genesee beer, you call that real beer? I mean, that's kind of like I don't know, local oh. stuff. Oh, oh, don't say that though. I uh, oh, no. Genesee beer is actually New pretty York, good. So we're basically right. like the Florida and of I'll, New York. Oh. We're all trash up oh. here. Wow, huh? But I think what Clubber is thinking of is what's called skunked beer mm. yeah that means mm -hmm. once it's open it's or terrible. whatever okay you can never drink it again oh no but, no beer uh, i mean I, I you know i consider myself a connoisseur yes and as, i'll tell you as do we all yes go ahead. <laughs> and i'll tell you you know it's, it's it's hard for me to throw a good beer out but i've learned over the years that uh, you drink something that's in there too long it tastes You'll end flat. Up, uh, it's, paying for it. Yeah, it's, it's well, that, that's because you've never been in the Republic of Serbian Kraina, where they made local beer that, and I can drink any beer. Go ahead. I, I put it in my mouth and I insulted my Serbian guests because I spit it out and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> so, they, oh, so they shot you. Was that it? Is that the story? Back then, they could have easily. We sh can we tell people now uh, and to end up this uh, interesting segment that during that war, you were the only American on the ground. Is that true, X? I, I, I was the only American on the primary staff of uh, the UN Protection Forces. Hmm. Yes. Oh. And wow. the, the other Americans were all in a hospital oh. in, in, oh, in uh, Faso Air Base. Wow. Huh? So it was, it was all in X's hands. How about that? So listen, why don't we do this? We have a very interesting show coming up. Lonely Larry, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Okay? Thanks for having me, Mac. Well, hang around and we'll get your address so we, we can send the potting gifts to you, okay? <laughs> uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now? And um, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exiles show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. 
Please stay tuned. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Akaloni's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fire pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. We had an extensive discussion earlier about, you know, really bad eggs and expired beer, but now we're back. <laughs> and we're uh, going to talk about a number of things. Let me introduce the posse very quickly. Girls, the very famous one was here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Right. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, Mac. Thanks for the invitation once again. No cocoa and no switchy. Sorry, girls and gilfs and Gigi gilfs. Uh, but uh, uh, Raven, our favorite good witch is here. Raven. Hello. Hi, Hi Raven. Week three of Hi. the hairdo. Week New three. hairstyle. Yep. Week three. Mm -hmm. um, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. It is great to be here. Yep, absolutely. Looking as esteemed as ever. He could be the judge. He could be the guy who runs the hospital. He could be, be uh, the president. He could be the priest. He could be the pope. I know. Yeah, really. There are a lot of different masks. Uh, <laughs> also with us is uh, the man who works at the agency that works at the agencies, Agent X. X. Hello, Mac and Mac fans. Thanks for having me. So anyway, so uh, this is an interesting night. Uh, we get a lot of topics floating around here, especially later on in the show, but... Uh, as you know, Club is has his uh, finger on the pulse of what's going on with this uh, new U.S. government investigation of uh, UFOs that they announced uh, last year. Um, it it they promised it would get off with a bang, but it has not got off with a bang at all. Um, the question is: Are they not doing anything, or are they keeping from us what they are doing, which is what they promised not to do? They promised to be open, et cetera, et cetera. And transparent. Transparent, and that has not uh, happened yet. So uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we run that dumb bump of music? Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you, it's time for The Club Report. 
Investigation Club. I'll turn it over to you. What's new with this investigation club? Well, Mac, you know, as you mentioned, we're kind of disappointed. It's been since November that the uh, this new team had been put together to uh, work on, uh, you know, reviewing all of the different uh, issues that have been arising in the uh, the airspace, you know, particularly, uh, you know, with the different sightings by Air Force and, and other personnel. So, you know, they developed this. They they gave this a lot of fanfare back in November mm-hmm. when the uh, Department of Defense put together this new, I, I guess I'll call it an agency, but it's a group. And um, the problem is, uh, since then, you know, we haven't had anything to really report on as far as giving you updates because all's quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. I'd say. So, um, and as I mentioned when we first started talking about this, the uh, the UFO community, a lot of the leaders have been very uh, concerned about this this new group, that it really was just set up, you know, to, to keep people quiet yep. and, the, you know, and yep. still hide things, you might say, right. you know, status quo, but make it look as though something was really going to take place. So anyways, I, I'm still an optimist that, that things will uh, take off with this, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a, something I want to report tonight that, that uh, Mac had uh, shown me and I, uh, it does give me a, a little more doubt at, that maybe they aren't going to do what they said they would as far as disclosure. But anyways, it, it has to do with um, the uh, Department of Defense is now coming back saying that uh, they want to start classifying uh, everything now, all these videos and all these sightings as sort of uh, confidential uh, they're not going to go back to, you know, what's already uh, happened. They're not going to interfere with the videos, you know, like the uh, gimbal and the, the go fast. But from now on, their recommendation is that this uh, all ought to be uh, reclassified, you might say, so that the public won't have access to it. Now, that is obviously going to get a real uh, strong response from the UFO community, you know, saying, ah, just like we thought. You know, you're going to continue to do what you've done as far as keeping a lot of this uh, away from the public. So anyways, uh, all we know is that, uh, you know, it is being challenged. The the, uh, director of uh, national intelligence, um, Avril Haines, she (laughs) has contacted the, you know, like that name. I'm sorry. I, I do know. you know? Do you know that person X? Yeah, you you reacted. I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. you do. Sorry, sorry about that. No, sorry. that's okay. You might know something you might want to share. But go ahead. All right, I will. I'll continue. Well, anyways, the uh, director of uh, national intelligence, she's um, written to the uh, Congress, and you know she's really concerned about this, you know, situation where they want to start classifying everything, and. Um, she considers it, you know, excessive government classification. And in her letter, she says it, it's really going to uh, undermine U.S. Uh, national security. Now, according to her, she said what this will do is it'll damage, obviously, the public's faith in the government, which it will, because we've been told they were going to start making more things uh, open. But more than, than that, she says it reduces the intelligence community uh, community's capacity to effectively support 
policymaking uh, uh, decisions. And um, the big, what she's saying there is that in the past, you know, folks have been able to, uh, you know, they've shared things with us going back to the, uh, the launch of the Russian satellites, you know, back in the end of the 50s. They made the public aware of it. And so then, you know, the word got out and, and people were more knowledgeable. And she said it really needs to be shared. And I think everyone agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But this whole deal now with UFOs, which we now are now considered, as you know, UAPs, mm-hmm. uh, identified aerial phenomena is what the government wants them to be called now. So anyways, what we're going to be waiting to see is uh, uh, with the director of national intelligence, what the Congress, uh, if they take any action in response to her letter over this, um, and I, I think she'll uh, she'll create some noise here that hopefully will get the DOD to back off this whole confidentiality thing uh, as far as these sightings. So um, hoping to be able to give you regular updates uh, right. on on that. And uh, I follow the uh, a lot of the congressional stuff, so I'll see when they come back with a response. But she has. Um, you know, made a point of sending a, that in writing. Yes. You know, is and it basically it was to the U.S. Senate. She's tickled them. The She's tickled them, as they say. So he, he, exactly. Here's the question, though, and and this is we. I ask this question every time we talk about this. Right. Number one, it's it's either or. Are they doing stuff and not telling us, or are they just sitting on their hands and not telling us? It could be either one. We should ask X because X is a government guy. But do you see what I mean? Which what, what are they guilty of? Not doing anything and just saying this is all just a charade, or doing stuff and not telling us about it? Well, not, oh, go ahead. Can go I ahead. Do, before you jump in, X, I just wanted to say, I mean, the idea, the charge of uh, this group when it was put together in November was that it was going to bring information in from the public and mm-hmm. so on. So mm-hmm. we expected that they were going to share this and not, not keep it a secret. But, you know, X coming from that side of the world might be able to uh, shed more light do, on do it. Do you see what I mean? X, so what do you think? Do you think that they're keeping lots of information secret or they're just not doing anything and saying it's secret and there's really nothing there? They're not doing anything. If you had asked me five years ago, I'd say they're not keeping anything particularly secret about UFOs. Okay. If you ask me today, go ahead. I'm not confident that they are uh, independent of the new DNI director of national intelligence. Yes. And what she wrote, I'm not confident that um, we uh, are getting the whole story. Let me, Okay. Well, well that's not uh, a, me, no surprise. Let, let me ameliorate it like that. Another, I don't think we're getting the whole thing. Another big question. Not just on UFOs, though. UFOs would be a great. Yeah, we, we can go down that road for for forever. But it, yeah, UFOs would be a great um, diversion for them. But yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I stand by my words. So so. See, this is this is this came to me the other day, and and club. I almost picked up the phone and called you up, and I don't even know where the um. Well, our Irish person has just joined us. I don't even know where this thought came from, okay? But you know what I think they're going to do? I think they're going to say to us, and, and this might be the reason for the name change and everything, I think they're going to say, this is a natural phenomenon we cannot explain. It's not any danger to our aircraft. 
We don't know what it is, but it's a natural phenomena we cannot explain. And then everyone's just going to say, well, okay, and maybe that's exactly what it is. Maybe it's just this, they can't explain it. You know, there's no, you know, once again, we, we use this, you know, example all the time. Uh, you know, the, the, the people go out in safaris and they go out into the svelte and they're in trucks and they have, photo, they have you know, cameras and so on. And they watch the lions eat the antelopes, right? The lions have no idea what a safari is, what people are, what the truck is, what cameras are. They just go on their life, go on about their life, doing what lions do. Okay, maybe it's just like the lion can't understand what a safari is. Maybe we can't understand what UFOs are. It's well, just- Mac, do you think that, that? I mean, they were the idea was that they would report on each of the objects. Are you saying that every time there is an object? That is identified. They're just going to come back and give that. Uh, same I, I think. Response? No, I'm going to say overall that might be the overall excuse. Uh, the, the the question is once again to me is like if they're just sitting on their hands and doing nothing, and this is all just a charade. Okay, I think eventually they're going to be exposed because they gave them millions of dollars to do this, and you do have to account for that money at some point. Number two, if they're doing stuff and mocking it secret and stuff. That's not the way we that we were supposed to go on this thing. We're supposed to be full transparency. We're going to tell you everything. It's going to be scientific. The you know the pop the civilian population is going to help us and all this BS. Well, if it's not, it looks so, like it's written in their charter that they were going to do that. All yeah, but you know what? In, in order to get the funding. Yep. Well, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. It's strange. It's you know I guess a lot of people are looking forward to it. And say finally this is you know disclosure as they say, and it's been anything but. Would you say club to wrap it up? Yeah, but again, I'm confident that there's going to be a, a lot of noise Man. about this from the particular the UFO community that mm-hmm. will be putting some pressure on them. Well. So we'll see. Like I say, right now I'm still an optimist. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of distractions in the DOD right now. True. So I'm I'm hoping that that's it. But this this whole classification thing bothers me. Goes wrong. It seems yeah. like it's a first step to it going back to what it always what it used to be. Yeah. So. But you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still open to okay. see what happens. All right. Well, uh, I wish I could say I was too, but not really. Um, but listen, I think one last thing, I think it'd be interesting if they're going full throttle on this and not telling us that, that to me tells you something, you know, that tells you that they have something there, but look, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. Um, one of our fans may be joining us. Let's see. You're listening to Macmillan's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Club is here. Raven is here. X is here. And Juan Juan is here. And we'll be right back after this. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Step riders threaten from the east. And Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Drank Snow Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Mac Mick Maloney. Okay, because uh, we're having a special show tonight. Let me introduce the rest of the posse. Girls, get ready, because Juan McWanwan is here. Juan McWanwan, how are you? Yeah, you've been the top, of, the top of the evening to you, Mac. Okay, what do you... <laughs> is it that your Irish accent? Does it turn out? Okay. Uh, it's with the leprechaun. There you go. All right, also with us is uh, Raven McRaven. Raven or Raven, how are you doing? Our favorite good witch. Raven. I'm doing so good. Are you? I, I always am. Wow, not bad, not bad. That was good. Where are my shades? Hang on. Wow. Okay. Oh, it was terrible. I can't do it. It's kind of weird because my grandmother, I couldn't understand that she had such an Irish brogue, and I cannot do the accent. Anyway, Barry, I mean, uh, Willie Club, uh, security chief, is with us. Willie, how you doing? Willie Old Club. You know, I'm doing fine, Mac. Uh, I'm going to say top of the morning to uh, Mary. It's a little late. Though. Top of the morning to you, my lad. Also with us is Agent X, the guy who works for the agency, who works for the agencies, and he's um, he's a dual citizenship Irish person, which is going to make a, a big difference in the upcoming segment. X, are you okay? X, the big day is coming up Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Is indeed. And... Um Mary, I apologize for all the racist stereotypes oh, I'm about to hear. Can we introduce her first? I know where they all live, and I can hunt them down. That's me. okay. I'll put the windows in. Hang on. <laughs> so listen, joining us is uh, a good fan of Oz, uh, a good friend of Oz, and a big fan of Oz. I guess she was. We'll see what she, how big of a fan she is after the show is over, is Mary Mullane. Call, uh, calling in from from London, Ireland. Come on, we have to clap. Mary, did I pronounce hey. your last name? Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Mullen. Mullen, okay. No. All right. Mullen. You're in, you're you in, ask me. <laughs> you're in Northern Ireland, right? I am indeed, okay. yep. Okay. And um, you listen to the show, obviously. I do indeed. Will you listen to it after this, after you've actually met us? I don't know. I see, have to see, think about see that. these Irish people are, man. Holy cow. <laughs> It was great for you, for you to join us, and uh, you must listen to us on the. Uh, where do you listen to us on the UK channel? That PA UK. Yeah, the podcasts normally. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, thanks for joining us. We uh, really enjoy having fans come on because um, let me see the real Irish people here. I'm 100 percent Irish. I know uh, X is too. Uh, Club, are you 100 percent Irish? Well, by 100 uh, percent, both grandparents, both sides are. Yep. Uh, were born in Ireland. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Right. Uh, I know Juan Juan is only like 25% of ancestry DNA. Right. <laughs> the bottom of his feet. Uh, Raven, are you, uh, boy, you, I'll tell you, you would almost pass for someone from Ireland with the hair and the Raven hair. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you uh, would. Well, so my real name is 100% Irish, but I'm a millennial and I'm trash. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a mug. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Is, well, my real name is then technically the name of a city in Ireland. And what's that? It's Claire. Claire. Oh, yeah, that's right. ah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Huh, huh. <laughs> so listen, so Mary, uh, because you joined us, we have a top ten list on why it's cool to be Irish. Okay. All right. Have yeah. you have you ever been to the U.S.? No, no, I have a sister that lives in Michigan. Michigan. Well, our, uh, you Battle know, Creek. Our, our apologies. Battle Creek. She lives Battle Creek. With, with <laughs> Battle oh my God. Oh, yeah. We'll have to hook We're him up. We're switchy when we need him. Yeah. She's always trying to get me to go out there, but no. <laughs> well, uh, just if you could put it in one or two sentences, what do you? What do Irish people think of Americans these days? Yeah, they love America. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, um, but my, as I said, my grandpa- uh, except for the Irish Post. No, there you go. <laughs> 
So why don't we do this? Why don't we get uh, top 10 questions? We're recycling this from a few weeks ago when our communications got goofed up. Um, top 10 reasons it's cool to be Irish. Okay. And we have a real Irish person with us. So she'll tell us what we're at here or not. Okay. Uh, Raven, how are we doing list wise? Are you ready? Got it. Okay. Let's we'll start the music here. Top 10 reasons it's cool to be Irish. Number 10, please, Raven. All right. Number 10, all the. Uh, sorry. Right, here we go. Number 10, all that great Irish cuisine. All the great yeah. food over there, right? Yeah. Mary? Come on, there's no real, there's so. no Irish food, is there? Not really. Of course right? there is. What is it? Yes. Yeah. Tell us. It's Irish stew for a start. Oh, apple come tart. Coffee oh. apple. Lamb. They, oh, yeah. You can eat <laughs> not the, so much lamb. <laughs> yeah, mint, mint jelly, so it won't make you sick. No, yeah, it's yes. not, there's no real smoked, Irish restaurants smoked around. Salmon. Oh, yeah. um, more, it doesn't get better than it's that. It's the one so thing the meatballs not. have over us is they got better cuisine. Okay, uh, number nine, no, please. You can't beat stew. You can't beat Irish stew. No, no way. Right. Exactly. No. Good one. Number nine, please. Go, Raven. Why it's cool to be Irish? Number nine. We can pick a few sham shamrocks, dry them, smoke them, and then see the little people. Right? <laughs> right. Now what that's about the whole... I don't know if shamrocks do that, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't? Oh. Wow. I would have tried that long ago. No, oh, really? no, no. <laughs> I'm sure someone would have tried it a long time ago over there. Okay, all right. Yeah. Number eight, please. Uh, top ten reasons it's cool to be Irish. Number eight, you can have beer for breakfast. Beer for breakfast, right? They give it in school. Or whiskey. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, right, number, I gotta move there. Number oh seven, please. You know when you'll, be... you'll regret it later. No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, Mary, please. You know when a little baby's teething. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's what my parents yeah. gave me. You right. give them whiskey. Give them... <laughs> I got You're it kidding. when I was a wow. baby. Everybody okay. gets it. Yeah, that's what started me. My parents me. told me that they got that too. Yeah. yeah. And Mac, I have to tell you. Go ahead. On one of my several trips to Ireland, Go ahead. they had, and this is true. Uh, <laughs> posters or, or um, billboards yes. around the country saying Guinness is good for you. It is. They give it to pregnant ladies. Oh, oh that's, yes, no kidding, exactly. right? that's their PR. Even in, from... Germany, even in Germany, they give Guinness to pregnant why would they give? Yeah. Why would they give beer to pregnant women? How can that? What's it? Because in... it's the iron content in it. It's full of iron. Really? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and have to start drinking it not, again then. Okay. But it's expensive. Uh, ironically, it's... not a lot of alcohol. It's not a lot of alcohol. No. That's what's weird about it. No. It's very low alcohol content, no. which is very strange when you think it comes from Ireland. Okay. Next one, please. Raven. Top 10 reasons. It's cool to be Irish. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Number seven, you can have beer for lunch. Beer for lunch, you right? Can. After breakfast, you need yeah. to top it off, right? right? Yep, definitely. Right, there we go. Okay, okay we'll <laughs> just move on. All right, please. Next, top ten reasons it's cool to be Irish. Number six, only we get to French kiss the Blarney Stone. Okay, now we had this. We had a controversy <laughs> about the Blarney Stone. <laughs> now, listen, I've I'll never just... Done that. All right, I'll just tell you what... <laughs> <well, laughs> Mary, if you do do that, you'll hurt your tongue. No, 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 no. Don't, don't bring that into it. Okay, where is the Blarney Stone? It's in Blarney, Ireland. Blarney Castle. Yeah. Blarney Castle. Uh, uh, Mary. Oh, okay. uh, and, uh, and I did tell you, I should say this again since we're talking about yes, it. Yes, explain. But, you know, we when we've been over there, we, we know some people. And the, a lot of the teenagers like to hang around the castle at night. Mm -hmm. And they'll go up and drink beer and they'll be right up in the, up in the top area where the stone is go ahead and they'll pee in it all night oh and then oh. they'll come back the next day and watch all the tourists kiss it. bend over to kiss mm -hmm. the i'm gonna bomb now again second time for the show 
First with the Myers. I'm Malibu. glad they brought it up. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Wow. That is true. Okay, the Irish tourist would be on the phone with us very soon. Okay, so next, <laughs> please, top ten reasons it's cool to be Irish. Please, Remy. Uh, number five. Five. Yes. Uh, where else can you say "want to see my shillelagh"? Shillelagh. 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 Yes. And okay. Not, and not get arrested. Uh, that's, it's, oh, it's a walking that's, stick. That's what they say. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> the joke in this somewhere. Next, please. Right. Number four. <laughs> All that great Irish porn. <laughs> uh, not so much. <laughs> no, you'd oh, burn for that. You'd be dragged up to the nuns for watching stuff like that. No. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Wow. And and correctly so, I may add. Yes, correctly so. <laughs> Irish porn. Okay, please. Next, top ten reasons it's cool to be Irish. <laughs> Number three. No, oh, we can all hate Bono equally. Right, we all yes. hate him equally. Yes. Right, yes, everyone yes. does. Yes. 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 yes, that's yes. me. Yes. Yes. Everybody he used to be cool. What is his problem? He, he, made, cool he made a billion dollars. Awesome. That's what happened. Yep. Okay, God, yeah, please oh. uh, go on. Top ten reasons it's cool to be Irish. Are we at number one yet? There, we Number two. Number two. Number two, you can have beer for dinner. So you can beer for dinner. <laughs> okay, so it's you can? Sorry, just breakfast, dinner, lunch, you know, six pack lunch, and a potato. dinner, yeah. Seven course Irish meal. Okay, uh, now we're at number one. Number one reason it's called to be Irish. We're not just an island full of drunk, moody redheads anymore. Oh, see, that's real. Yeah, that's we island. are. Okay, we are so <laughs> I told, you, I told you about the racist stereotype. Right? Bleach. <laughs> I know. I, I shouldn't have written this. <laughs> what the, Raven, what, what, can you see what I've got here? What do you got there? Shillelagh? It's a shillelagh. Uh, put your pants uh, back up. That's awful. Oh, no, wait a My grandfather's brought that back over 100 years ago. It looks like a wow. golf club. It's the regular. Yeah, yeah. This is a cane. If you yeah. hit someone yeah. with that. Oh, my gosh. That. It has thorns at the end of it. Thorns. Well, yeah, that's to beat the pretty ladies with. Oh, <gasps> wow. Okay, maybe there is some <laughs> porn involved. Wow. Okay. I do. I use it as a protection item. Yeah. Okay. That'll hurt. <laughs> For every time someone thinks you're Whitey Bolter. <laughs> yeah, right. Give my hit. Like, Just I'm going to get my shillelagh. Yeah. Do you have to have a shillelagh license club for that, or what? No, <laughs> no, I not yet. Go without it. <laughs> wow. So listen, but Mary. But, but Mary, yes. despite all the oppression and hatred, oh. the number one reason is because the Irish are better looking than everybody. Well, that is be right. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Clap. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> Mary, thanks for joining yeah. us. We really appreciate it. We we uh, you've been looking forward to this, and uh, we hope you still remain a fan. Oh, yeah. Have you got your bag of swag yet? I did. I did. Okay. I did indeed. Did you got it right here? Excellent. Okay. All right. Wow. There you go with the yeah. freaking box coaster. Wow. Excellent. Very good. Man, I'll tell you, we're keeping those people in business. People love the, the box coasters. They just love them. Who knows why? So, listen, Mary, Especially thanks for joining us. Ireland. We, and someday we'll come over and we'll do a remote broadcast from Ireland. How about that? Would they let yeah. us in? Would they let us in? Of course they would. Then would they let us out? <laughs> Maybe not. Thank you, Mary. Well, Thanks for joining us. At the airport, you'd be grand. Okay, let's give Oh, Mary, I'll be there for the month of July. Yeah, he's uh, he's going over. We have it on recording. She said she'd meet us. Okay. We're in. Happy right. days. All I'll right. meet you. No, not a bother. Not a bother. <laughs> My wife and I are moving to England in May. <laughs> yeah, Juan Juan's moving over there. And I'll take the train to Scotland anytime. Take the Ireland, train to Ireland. Scotland, all those places. <laughs> Get your cheap ticket. Yeah, it's lovely over here. It is beautiful over here. Yeah, I should. I should go there. I mean, all kidding aside, I know X has been there a bunch of times. Barry, how many times have you been there? 
I've been there twice and this will be my third time. Now, I still have relatives over there, living over there, and I I feel like I should just go, you know, visit them and get some poutine from them. Of course. Is poutine, uh, is that how you you, um, pronounce the moonshine of Ireland? Poutine? Have you ever heard of that? Either of you two. Okay. What do you call moonshine in Ireland? There's a moon. There's a moonshine. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I just wasn't pronouncing it right. Um, anyway. Watching, but if you drink that stuff, it's rocket fuel. It can make you go blind. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Mary, um, thank you very much and, for joining Mary, us. Mary, do read a book that my good friend wrote. It's called Wolf of Clontarf. If you know about right. the battle of Clontarf. Why doesn't your Why doesn't your friend send her a free copy there, Rob? friend yeah send me a copy so I, know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, fine. Will, I mean he will indeed okay if you uh, i will give i have advice. her address because we sent her a bag of swag expect a free book from x's friend okay mary happy days All right. once more let's clap a off mary thank you very much for joining us thank you for let's, having me let's do it again sometime okay thanks for being on the show mary you're yeah. a great sport no awesome. problem. All right, we'll see you soon. And let's take Northern a Northern uh, Ireland. Wow. Let's take a uh, commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Macaloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here, and we'll be right back after this. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit HFOTUSA.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we've had so far tonight. But it's uh, hopefully uh, going to get better. Uh, let me introduce the members of the posse. Okay, not that I'm saying it's bad, but you'll be the judge of that. Uh, girls, uh, get ready, because very famous one one is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a fun show so far. Okay, we a just, lot of surprises. A lot of surprises, as it turns out. Yep. We had a fan from Ireland join us on... The year in the last segment, and whether she's a fan or not, she said she'll decide in the morning. Didn't she say that or something? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's 50-50. No Coco tonight. If Coco was here, maybe he would have, you know, won a rover to us. No switch tonight either. He's in the process of moving his headquarters. But uh, with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways in the Eye. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you? Hi, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. How are you? Well, you know, you've been with us for the past hour. How should we be? <laughs> I've been with us the whole time. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. Now, how are the, do- how's, uh, the dog around, the cat around? What's going on with the animals? Scotch? I have no one right now. Scotch and water. No one, no one is here with me. Okay. Yeah. 
them. I don't know where my dog is. I don't know where my cat is. Mm-hmm. They might be doing hard drugs. I'm not sure. You don't know. Well, the so, dog's name is Scott. Scott, right? Yep, in water. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. How appropriate then, St. Patrick's Day. He's writing that. Exactly. <laughs> has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day, but okay, they're Scottish. True. That's, That's true. right. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> also, with Scott this, has zero yeah. to do with Nobody drinks Scotch on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, also, with us is our security chief, Willie Club. Willie, O Club. How are you doing, Willie? Hi, Mac. Hi, gang. Okay. I, I'm really liking the show because it's got an international flair tonight. It does have it a does. little international it's flair. It's become much more sophisticated. Between here and Ireland? Yeah. Okay, I guess you, you don't need a passport to enjoy it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us, uh, Willie. In case trouble breaks out, you'll be on hand. Well, thank you for having me. It's always good. to. I wanted to check out whenever you have someone from another, I was going to say a planet, yeah, from well, another uh, country <laughs> yeah, dis- to make sure everything's legal here. Describe it as another planet, some of the stuff they eat over there <laughs> in, in the language. Uh, also with us is Asian X. Asian X is the guy who works at the agency that used, what is it? He works at the agency that works for the agencies, right? And that the agreed upon uh, wording there, X. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they still do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree, this was fun because of all the international uh, guests, like the Irish and the Scotch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scotch. <laughs> yeah. With a small S. Listen, uh, joining us also, calling in is our good friend, our favorite empath, Valerie LaFasso. Valerie, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me back. Sounds like I missed some uh, well, some. We'll Something good you. before I got on here, so I'm looking forward to listening. Yeah, you'll see. Good, you know, it's nearly here than that. It's all downhill from here. Now, listen, how I? Why would you say that? I no, just, I mean, because we had such a great uh, yeah. no. uh, guest there. That, uh, you listen no, to her. And, uh, of course, Valerie, you're going to bring it back up again. For oh, some geez. reason, when she, said, <laughs> when she said Northern Ireland, it sucked the energy out of the room for some reason for me. You know, I thought she was going to be down in Ireland where it's, you know, a lot of fun and so on, right? Excellent. Not allowed there to too. interrogate her. Okay. I would have liked to have interrogated her. No, there's nothing think, wrong with Northern Ireland. Okay. There's That's nothing wrong with Northern Ireland. Valerie, when you, you see these movies about what was going on back then in Northern Ireland, you say, "Wow, how could that be happening?" Well, well, I don't know if you saw it. I asked her, but the new movie just is out Belfast. now. Belfast, Belfast, yeah, big time. We just saw it over the weekend, and I thought it was. Uh, very good, uh, very accurate Listen, about what was going on there. I had to do fifty was, years ago. I had to do was drive through South Boston in about thirty years ago, and you know what Belfast was about. Listen, Valerie, are you Irish at all, Valerie? A little bit on my my mother's side of the family. That yeah, says that. Okay, and your glasses are very uh, attractive. They make you look like a superhero or something. Okay, I'm a superhero. So. Well, yeah. you know, I said the same thing. They look great. Yeah. So when anyway. is a superhero? And, yeah. and 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 Mac Lafaso is a good Galway name. <laughs> it's really yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, if you say so. So listen. So now the reason we're all here tonight has to do with bread. All right. Now, so I'm not even sure how to do this. I guess uh, let me let me basically tell the story as I know it. X's friend, uh, you know, will confirm X for X's friend will confirm everything. Then we're going to talk to Valerie because it looks like something maybe that some of the Valerie's, um, uh, you know. Uh, Techniques and so on, and knowledge and research might want to look into what happened. So, um, X's friend was walking down the bread aisle in a market basket supermarket in Salem, New Hampshire, which is really where close to where we all are. We're close to Boston, we're also close to New Hampshire. As he's walking down the bread aisle, he's by himself. All of a sudden, a loaf of bread comes shooting out of the uh, shelf where the loaves of bread are kept, almost hits him. And goes like across the aisle and just kind of lands there, like a missile type thing. 
So, you know, being concerned, Axe's friend called over the guy sweeping up the floor, and, uh, you know, he said, what's going on here? And that guy said, a lot of that stuff happens here, especially at night when they're stocking the shelves. So then somehow Axe's friend calls a manager over and says, what's going on? And he kind of confirmed that weird things happen there, especially at night. X, is that, uh, how's that? Well, uh, I'll correct it as my friend told it to me. He's walking down the aisle um, and uh, looking for bread. Go ahead. He's in the bread aisle. My friend, and it was relatively uncrowded. Go ahead. The store was open. The store's open. He's inside looking for bread. It was, was, by the way, quarter of six. On an afternoon or evening. Go ahead. And uh, it's light outside still then. Mm -hmm. And you know any grocery stores, well lit. Okay. So it was well lit. Well lit. And as he's thinking about whether he's going to get pumpernickel Mm -hmm. or whether he's going to get rye. Interesting. He's going down and about 25 feet in front of him, a one single loaf of bread projected off forcefully across the aisle. Was it the was it the brand that he wanted? <laughs> Did you maybe maybe were you going to buy was, that brand? It was a loaf of Wonder Bread. <laughs> see, no, it was just before the Wonder Bread. Wonder bread okay, he went right. back to see what kind of bread it okay, was. Okay, yeah. was it what kind and, of uh, it was an Irish soda bread? Uh, I hope, right? Was it? Okay. It couldn't have just so, fallen off and been. No, like no, that. it wasn't it falling off. It rocketed across the aisle, so, right? Right, right. That's exactly what he said. It Rocket. didn't just fall off. Okay. It projected off. Okay. So then your friend and called over the uh, the one of the people who worked there, right? Pardon? Then your friend called over one of the people who worked there, and the kid said, "No, that's not correct." He kept walking down. <laughs> you know, totally astonished by what he saw and off to his right outside of his field of vision a worker came by yes and he he asked me said did you just see that okay yes and the worker said yeah uh, we see it a lot here okay i've been working here for 11 years mm-hmm. and I'm convinced this place is haunted. Wow. Okay. Then he said, especially when I first worked here, I um, worked on the overnight stocking shift. Yes. Yeah. Now I know none of you people have ever worked. How do you know? How do you? There is such a thing as an overnight stocking shift. No, I get it. I worked at a pillow factory. Yeah. Hey, listen, he worked at a pillow factory. So he said, and it's worse then. And then he, he, and I said, I'm, I'm, you know, my friend was really concerned. Stunned. Go ahead. Said, yep. Um, well, um, what do you think? You should write something about it or whatever. He said, no, it happens all the time. Yes. He picked up the loaf of bread, put it back in the shelf where it had come from. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing that, the, a, a supervisor my friend didn't summon the supervisor. Okay, the, the supervisor, supervisor happened along. Came down and said, "Is everything okay?" Yes. Okay. And they both looked at my friend and said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Yeah. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and 
my friend just continued walking and shopping, and then he found his <laughs> pumpernickel bread. Did your friend still shop at that particular is he still there? supermarket? Is he... Do you still go yeah, there? Yeah, market, market Basket is a fantastic place. I yeah, know. but if they, they throw the bread at you in there, they, you know, you they might made wanna... a movie about Market Basket. Okay, hang on. That's true. Now, hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on. I just want to say, just uh, now, the, the fact that you are you know, friends with a writer, you think that he would give you hints on how to tell a story, no? Wow. <laughs> now, look at him. All right, now I'm going to throw this over to Valerie because I – told Valerie off here uh, a couple of weeks ago about this story. And one of the first things she said, well, let me first say about Market Basket. If you live in this area, which is not the Boston and so on, Market Basket is a supermarket chain, and they're everywhere. And um, Formerly DeMoulis. Formerly DeMoulis, right. you know, maybe a little connected. No one really knows. But anyway, we have yeah. Market Basket. They're everywhere, okay? And and the thing about them is, uh, like when he said someone worked there for 11 years, it seems like a long time to work in the supermarket. But people like go there, and, and that's their career. It's such a good place to work, apparently. And we go, and it's always the same. People are friendly, and there's never any problems, you know? There. So anyway, so so when they tried to kick out the guy who brought in this culture a few years ago, not only did the people go on strike, but people refused to go in and shop at the places. We were in Florida at the time. It was on the news all the time. We're going market yeah. basket. The, the, the customers stood up for the guy they were trying to fire. They brought him back, and that culture came back. And they'd show stuff about him, you know, walking through the meat department, seeing the meat cut, and say, hey, how's your kid? We put him through college, and, you know, who knows, you know. what? But it seems like everyone is happy to work there. They're happy to work there. Anyway, I don't know how happy The stores are. were closed, and the employees, like – just, you know, yeah. they went on strike basically, like a no, a no, a, a work stop. And the customers wouldn't to support cross the, the guy who yeah. was uh, yes. being no. ousted no. out. Or yes, trying yes. To but, but, the, but the best part of that story is the customers went on strike yeah. too. Exactly, they wouldn't cross the picket line. Yeah. They were open for business, so they made and hundreds and hundreds of customers joined the employees. Mm -hmm. That has yep. never happened uh, uh, in uh, some this union is, strike. That's right. A supermarket. I mean, think about that for a second. That is amazing. That's anyway, right. so listen. So anyway, so that's Michael Basket up here, okay, for, for Raven, who probably doesn't know. So <laughs> when I when I talked to Valerie at first about this, she says, I've never been in the Michael Basket that didn't creep me out, right? Is that true, Valerie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I have nothing against Market Basket, but they're, you know, as an energetically sensitive person, yes. every time I go in a Market Basket, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not the people, it's, you know, it's not the workers. I, you know, I was so impressed with the way the community came together. Like you were, when you were, you know, talking about the strike, it was amazing. I thought it was <laughs> great, but there's something about those stores that is energetically different than any other place I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I've been in, you know, different market baskets in different towns across Massachusetts and New Hampshire. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. But, but so let me, usually I'm just trying to get my stuff and get out. Get out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, older way stores, yes. the oldest stores really creep you out. They got older lighting, older everything. And the whole format of the store is different. It's like out of the 50s. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. And then there's, and then new there's a newer store, like down the street. They have like cafes and stuff in them. Cafes, and, and, a donut shop, right. they watch TV, <laughs> the whole thing. They, they get really good donuts, man. Market Basket makes their own donuts, and they're really good. But anyway, that's another show. So <laughs> so up in this Salem, New Hampshire uh, area, okay, because we did a little research, and um, just to show you how like prolific – uh, market baskets. Uh, there are four market baskets just in Salem, New Hampshire. 
okay? Which is <laughs> it's walking on the, distance of each yeah, other. It's on the border, you know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And um, yes. yeah, I, and I'm wondering. So, so let's say we were let's say the show was going to send out an expedition to look into this, Valerie. You'd be the expedition lead, okay? I mean, what would you do? Let's say, let's say you didn't. Let's say you were just going to go in undercover without talking to like the managers or anything. What would you? How would you do it? I would probably just walk through the store and, you know, do a loop and go up and down a couple aisles and just try to get a feel for the place, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, step outside and try to process what I was feeling. I would probably want to go to some of the other stores, too, to kind of do a comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I think that would be interesting. Yep. Do you think that if... Valerie, may I ask, because... This is I, this is really interesting. I think. Let's see. In the same, what do they call it? A strip mall. Yeah. On the far left, there was a Kmart. Right. That closed about twelve months ago. Okay. My friend said. So the ghost from there went yeah. over to my basket. Uh, no, no, but it's interesting. In and what? as you drive uh, through the strip mall, and you look in the Kmart, which used to be this big bubbling. You know, Kmart was bigger than Walmart. Go ahead. Time. Go it ahead. Was, yeah. and, and now it's dark and dreary and everything else, but it's in the same overall structure. Right. And so I'm wondering if um, Ghost from my the friend end. saw some Kmart wackos <laughs> okay. that came through. Some Kmart ghosts. Okay. So. <laughs> Thank you, X, for that question. So, so, but, but have you ever heard, Valerie, because uh, you've investigated, you know, um, ghosts and stuff like that, paranormal activity before. Have you ever heard of like this phenomenon of bread coming shooting off a shelf or anything? I've actually, I've seen videos of like, you know, um, convenience stores where stuff is flying off Mm -hmm. the shelves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, people always think that ghosts have to be in old spooky buildings, but in reality, a soul can hang out wherever it wants to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially considering the loyalty that people have for the Market Basket Company. Yeah, wow. It doesn't surprise me that somebody might still be there trying to do their job or maybe just deciding to have some fun with the customers, you yeah. know. Maybe they're stock boy. A stock boy who eternity uh, passed away in the grocery store. Well, here's hey, the X, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Did did you happen to check uh, your friend? Did your friend happen to check the date on that bread? You know, some of that old bread. No, 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 but, but it is a good question. It relates to what Valerie said. Okay. Um, I He thought about it afterwards. And because he's not a dumb guy. Well, and we'll um, there have been examples of uh, a goes. tether attached to something that pulls it across. Yes. But he looked around. Yes. And then he went back to check. In the entire that entire part of the market basket is covered by cameras. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this is a guy that worked there for eleven years, yes, and it's prime shopping time, even though it wasn't particularly crowded, Go ahead. why would he be so obsessed as to try to do that? Um, but who the heck knows? So let's let's go back to why you, sometimes you do see like bread, you know, in, in like convenience store security cameras. You know, they'll like you know look at the place when no one's there, and the bread goes, you know, bread and stuff goes flying off the shelves and stuff. I I have seen those type of things, but I mean, the fact that you said that that the that the um, 
customer loyalty of the place is, you know, might have a key factor. As it turns out, there's another place, um, not in Salem, New Hampshire, but another market basket close by where people see this elderly lady shopping all the time. You know, like she's dressed, you know, like when market basket first opened or something and they try to follow her around and she disappears. Now, that was like on Channel 5 two or three years ago. So how odd is yeah, that? Yeah, she used to be in the bread aisle. Yeah, something she's in the bread aisle. So, <laughs> so she was dressed in the uh, in older attire as if she'd uh, been like there a while. 50s or 40s or something? Yeah, well, like probably 50s, yeah, like, let's say. Like clearly dated, yeah. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, and, she, and they'd see her like, you know, shopping, and then they'd go, wow, there's that woman again. I mean, customers would see her, and she'd look mm-hmm. out of place. And then, you know, employees would just tell you um, – well, you know, that's you know, people see her here all the time. You know, she's like a ghost. So, so Valerie, let's say that we were able to get Micah Basket to actually, you know, know that we were coming or something like that, that we were going to investigate. So how would you do that? Would you ask him for the videotape? Or do you think it still exists? And if, if they keep the recordings, it'd be really good, at, you know, to, you know, ask them to go back to that day and that time and see if they caught that on video because right. that would definitely be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd want to know, you know, you know, they're obvi- they said, you know, this stuff like this happens all the time. So you'd want to know where the hot spots are. Mm-hmm. You know, where does the activity happen the most? Is there, you know, one or two spots in the store where it seems to happen the most? Okay. Um, you'd want some cameras and some of the other equipment to, to record things. And well, let me ask um, you, can I ask you this? Would, mm-hmm. how, about, how about, would you want to go in there for the, uh, the late shift, the night shift when no one's there? Absolutely. All right, we should go. We should do this. Okay, this That'd will be, be awesome. this will be fun. <laughs> you know, just go in there for the late shift at the market basket in Salem, New Hampshire, and see what happens. Um, okay, all right, we're on it. Probably, I mean, you know, the only reason that I think that maybe they'd be okay with that is that you know I saw this TV report about this other place where you know the manager was talking about this old this lady in kind of out of date clothes, is seen all the time. So maybe they'd be you know okay with it but we'll find out but Valerie, either way will you do an investigation for us either under the radar or on the radar absolutely can't wait okay so we'll call the bread ghost the bread ghost is that good enough the bread ghost hey this- How about the market basket ghost uh, yeah. yeah that's a lot of words though <laughs> that's a lot of words oh. uh, Supermarket. No, but it's, no, it, no, it, it, gives it, a, it gives it a better identity, Mac. The market basket ghost. And, yeah. and Valerie, I'll, I'll 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 defer to you, but I think any um, retail store, especially a, a chain, would love to be known for being haunted. What? Well, I, well, I, so, I know about that. No, it really de- it it depends. It really depends on their management and. If they're believers, if they want the publicity, if they believe any publicity is good publicity, you well, know, they'll not. they'll be happy to let us yeah. come in. But if there's somebody in their upper level management who doesn't believe in this stuff, it might it might be a challenge. I'm not talking about, you know, a hotel where someone would stab to death. I'm talking about my I can't imagine there'll be a problem. Club. No, club. Exactly. club, go ahead. Yeah. Club. No, I'm just, uh, to me, if I was the manager of that market basket, I wouldn't want that publicity. Me neither. I wouldn't either. Because you'll be attracting a whole different but, clientele. But, but that's what I know. thought. But this place down, you know, and I you think get every ghost hunter in the United States flying up there, and they probably uh-huh. wouldn't spend a dime in the store. So, uh, but this, say what? If we do it, what? I'd like 
Go. They would be like, so think, I'm hungry after, yeah, after you get done with everything. And they'd buy like nuts. Well, I tell them when we went in there Lots that I do my week shopping there that night. So, so uh, listen, there's another place I think is in Tingsboro where they see this elderly lady, right? And that's what I thought when I was watching this on YouTube. But there's the manager and it looks like he's like, you know, you know. Uh, we we treat all kinds of customers here. Some he had some kind of thing, you know. But at least he knew people. Kingsboro, that's the market basket that was in the plaza that was built when they tore down the uh, the porno driving theater. Well, that's why the ghost is right. There. Obviously, it's a ghost. The porno driving theater was at that location. Only one one would know that geographical. Fact. I would know that because I lived in the you know border town in he Chelsea, Googled Westford. It. He Googled it. Why don't we do this? The ghost of John Holmes. Let's take a. <laughs> oh man! Wow, wait. Why don't we take a but commercial break now? Look at. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. I want what's your theory on this? Uh, you're being the uh, outsider. I, I would I would have to decide with Valerie on this, like, you know, look at you know the Cecil Hotel. How many people have died there and people are flocking there to spend one night there? Oh yeah. Mm. yeah okay. I know if it was me and I heard that you know my local grocery store was haunted, I would be going there constantly. No kidding. Yes. Okay. I, I can see I that now. I want to try to find something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's my opinion. One hundred percent. I agree. I hmm. think it, it is a definite plus, and yeah. uh, because it's not a hotel, yeah, and they're not sending that. you to the room where the woman was stabbed. Right. It's a right. big. Hopefully well not. Right, let's take a commercial break now. On that note, it's yeah. great. I think note. it's great publicity for them. Why don't we uh, take a commercial break now? We'll be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Atalone's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Back and we went to Macaroni's Military Exxon Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, what a show. This has uh, turned out to be. But girls, get ready. He's here. Very famous Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. It's been a fun night so far. Really wacky show. Well, because you drink that licorice beer. Stuff. What is that? What's that stuff you're drinking? Coffee and beer or something? KBS. What, what is KBS, that? KBS uh, Coffee and Chocolate. Ta <laughs> what what, what, what and more could chocolate. one want in a beer? <laughs> You know? What's the alcohol and, compound? It's like twelve percent. Uh, ferments in a in a uh, cask 
a bourbon cask or something. I don't know. Some crazy coffee thing. and chocolate. Really? Why don't you just show me, Raven? What were you drinking? Okay, we'll get to her. This in is a raspberry jamming. Okay, five point two percent. Five point two. Well, if you have twenty yeah. of them, okay. that's rocking. Okay. <laughs> uh, that type of uh, good. good friend, uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Raven is with us. Raven. Hi, my still, friends. Okay. I still got to take a drive up there to see you, Raven. Oh well, we'll take a road yes. trip. We'll take the Winnebago up there and see you. Please come. Okay. You're always okay. welcome. Okay. All right. I got to give you a heads up and just do the drive. Hop in the car and do the drive. Oh, would you rather surprise but, you? But, <laughs> but but do save up and have $700 for gas to get there. All right. Relax. <laughs> yes. Relax with you. With, yeah, with all your money, with all the money that you took out of the federal government, you... With the pension I you get, I got twenty eight miles a gallon on the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Not, well, he so. has a he has a, a Hummer. It's like two miles a gallon. Uh, it's Willie Club is here. Uh, you're earning us in Waltham, right? Is that where your new HQ is? Waltham Willie Club, our security chief. It, it begins with a W. But oh, Wilburn. Waltham. Wilburn. Wilburn. Not Wilburn. Not Wilburn. It's Wilburn. If he yeah, lives have, in yeah, the way, we have yeah. we have a, a a very nice uh, uh, store here. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, if you lived in Wenham, good bread and it doesn't jump off the. Uh, well, you, you don't know that. Just in the days <laughs> of your. You, you know when a store operator says, "Yeah, I got these silly products. They're flying off the shelves, man." There you go. I'm Maybe that's where that came from. Right? Show. I'm going to find out. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us, there, uh, Willie. Everything okay well, with thank you? Thank you for having me. Man. Okay, you look good. You almost look like you have that priest collar on again. Are you trying to scare us or what? Well, it doesn't take much to scare you guys. Oh, that's true. <laughs> also with us is Agent X. He's right. Work for the agency that works for the agencies. X, you're hanging in thanks there. For have, thanks for having me, and I've had fun, too. Okay, you got the scally and, cap. You got and the, I don't uh, think our prior got, guest could really comprehend well, well, Gaelic. Well, we'll see. Uh, so listen, you got the shades on. You got the scally cap on. Who yeah, this is, this is my Mac Maloney oh. outfit. Okay. Yeah, he's got his longshoreman scally hat. Oh, right. yeah, okay, all right. Well done. I, joining is, us. Uh, I think I think that's what it was back then. It was called the Longshoreman. Yeah. You're yeah. right. This is, us. this is a Donegal tweed, by the way. It's uh, woven in Ireland. Okay. The brand is uh, Shandon. Put and, that back uh, in your head. We my daughter was in Scotland for a while. He's scaring us. On a work visit, and she bought it for me. Valerie. Very good. Valerie had that. We're living with it. It cost $2.36. Yeah. Maybe. This one did a while back. <laughs> this one, I think, uh, 20 years ago, I got it. Oh. X still has money he made on his paper route. Hey, listen, Valerie, Valerie <laughs> Lafaso, joining I us. I do. <laughs> Ghost Hunter, also empath. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Having me back. Love being here and talking about ghosts. Okay. We've we've previously remarked that um, your uh, shades look like you should be out in Hollywood somewhere or whatever. <laughs> yes or no? Okay. Hey Raven, did I introduce you? It's so far yeah. back. No, I no, I don't believe you. No, did. oh, oh geez. I was surprised. That yeah, you yeah, I jumped right over Raven. to you. Know, okay, Raven, doesn't happen. We do have a good witch. order here, don't we? I'm yeah. sorry. We'll fix it in editing. Our favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Raven's with us. Raven. Hi. Okay. I thought I was introduced. I did too. I but must have. I got a signal from the producer okay. saying, "Okay, all right, okay." Okay, we got the two hot chicks with long hair. You know, I have big <laughs> long hair. <laughs> <fans>. <laughs> Valerie's got awesome long hair. Okay, it's red hair, right? Uh, I've seen you in person. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing hair. you're moving the ink awesome. on there, pal. Uh, so anyway, so uh, Valerie is with us. She's a um, empath and a ghost hunter and a lot of different other things. She's up here in this, uh, you know, part of the world, right? The Portsmouth area, or so. 
right yep. now? Okay. Right in Portsmouth. Okay, now at Talk one... about ghosts there. There's going to be a lot of ghosts in Portsmouth. Yeah, Portsmouth uh, prison yeah. stuff, yeah. I, I, I've got to ask Raven and Valerie. Go ahead. Are you getting weirded out about people obsessing on your hair? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop. Come on, man, because i got to edit this. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Because... Oh, okay. Why? I mean, at least like no one's ever, you know, broken to my house and like snaked my drain and taken my hair out of like my shower. Yeah. So yet. it's like there's always that. At least yeah, that, wow, that happens. Happened. That might happen at some point. That you know, that, that happens. Trust me. I saw it on a TV show. No, wait. <laughs> it must be true then. Hundred percent. Really? So you mean you mean some like some guy who was like you know like kind of uh, stalking this chick broke in her house and took the took the the hair out of her drain to kind of remember her by? Okay. Yes and no. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. He, oh good. Okay, he wasn't stalking anyone. It he was obsessed with like the thrill of finding hair in a. It, okay, it's really weird. It's really messed it. up. I, I, I get the hair. One has that. You know, yeah. <laughs> he goes to a group. Of course, about you that. would want one. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good. So anyway, so uh, Valerie, I was going to say you're an empath. Could you think the pulse of the show? But probably I don't, I don't even think have you to need ask me it. to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> So anyway, so we're all here, and um, you know, uh, oh Coco's not here, and Switch is not here, but they'll be here, you know, uh, soon in a soon in a uh, future show. So anyway, why don't we do this? So we have this really scary story, and it turns out that this this show turns out to be about scary things. It's kind of strange, you know. It's not really UFOs, but we've talked about really odd things, some odd things in Northern Ireland, as it turns out. But you know, expect the unexpected. So why don't we, Raven? I know that you have a story, right? Which she, you know, sent to me uh, yesterday. And I'm reading this thing. I'm going, "What this is like nuts." But when you look into the people who've looked into it, it's just one of these crazy stories. You say, "How could this happen?" So please, Raven. What's the name of the place now? It's a pub in England, right, or somewhere over there? So it's North North Northern. Yep. Northern uh, Yorkshire, um, but it's specifically. Oh gosh, let me find the. The cool. name of the place. It's got to be England. The in England. Yorkshire is in England. It's Yorkshire, England. Yes. But it, it's, um, oh gosh. It's okay. Don't worry. I'll come to it. All right, I'll, it's, right. it's in my notes. So, one more. Um, what are you drinking yeah. tonight? Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in England. And we're talking about the chair of death. Um, and it was the, the chair of chair. death. The chair, the chair of, of death. death. Yes. Whoa. Correct. This was the favorite seat of all-around thug Thomas Bisbee. 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 It's really her name to say. I'm sorry. Bisbee. And he was the owner of the Bisbee Stoop Inn in Yorkshire, England. Um, Bisbee was convicted of the murder of his father-in-law and fellow thug, uh, Daniel Autry, in 1702. Uh, Legend holds that Bisbee bludgeoned Autry with a hammer uh, for sitting in his favorite chair. Hmm. Um, but some sources say that he was strangled and not bludgeoned. It depends on what you read. Some yeah. of them say one thing, some say the other. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> tomato, tomato. Um, so on his way to the gallows, uh, Busby requested that he visit his pub um, so that he could have one last drink and he wanted to sit in his chair one more time. Nice. After he finished his ale, uh, he drunkenly grumbled, May sudden death come to anyone who dare sit in my chair. The seat remained in the pub for centuries after uh, Busby was hanged, according to local legend. 
Um, and the seemingly ordinary piece of furniture was responsible for more than 60 deaths. So 60 deaths. 60 deaths. I think they had this Jedi McGraw one on, right? No, listen, I shouldn't Just was sitting on it? It was after they sat on it? No, just was sitting on it, right? Just for... Wow. So, I'll, I'll get to that. Go ahead. Um, so actually, during World War II, uh, the pub became a regular hangout for soldiers, and men who sat in Busby's chair would never return from the war. Um, in 1967, two Royal Air Force pilots sat in his chair, and while driving back to their base, uh, they crashed into a tree and they died on impact. Um, a few years later, a bricklayer sat in the chair and fell to his death that afternoon. Um, the chair supposedly killed everyone who sat in it or even touched it. Um, a cleaning woman at the pub stumbled into the chair while mopping and later died. Uh, they said from a brain tumor. It's it's debated on yeah, what really, it was. Yeah, yeah sure. So yeah. it's hard to it's for, typically for people who who technically sat in the chair. Yes. They died within hours. Within hours, if you if you kind of bumped it, it was more like you were, you were in it for the long haul, oh, really? and you were yeah. going to die later. Like getting bit by a komodo dragon. Okay, at, at one point exactly. you're just going to die. Well, so 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 why would you have the chair out? That's my first question. But that's just from me. So, you know, they they had it out, and at that point, um, the person who owned the pub, yep. um, decided that, you know, too many people were dying. Basically, I'm losing business. And yep. they were going to, to store it. Um, so they did move it to the basement. Um, however, it really didn't work out because a, uh, handyman was in the building doing handyman stuff, yep. you know, screwing things in and, and whoa, doing whoa, hammers, whoa, 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 whoa. all okay. that stuff. Yes. And, um, he sat in the chair to take a rest and within an hour, he ended up dying also in a car accident. So it didn't even make a difference uh, putting it in the basement. Yeah, really? Okay. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, what the owner did was they asked that the local museum, um, Thirsk, Thirsk, England. That's okay. where we are. Thirsk. I apologize. Thirsk. Um, so there is the Thirsk Museum. Yes. They accepted the donation of the chair. Yes. And what they did... Um, so that nobody would sit in it because everybody wanted to sit in it to, to see what would happen. Yes. They ended up hanging it in the museum five feet above the ground and they, they drilled it into the, uh, the wall. So it's, I can send you guys a picture to show you, but I, I encourage anyone who's listening to Google this and, and you'll get what I'm talking about, but the chair is essentially just drilled into the, the wall of this museum five feet above the ground so that nobody sits in it because so many people have died from it. Um, at this point, at this current moment, um, the Busby Stoop Inn, uh, ended up closing around 2012 and the location is now an Indian restaurant called the, wow. I'm going to apologize in advance. Go ahead. The Jaipur Spice. Oh yeah. That's very famous. Yeah. People dying to get in. I looked How about up that? the menu. Dining. Okay, this place sounds amazing, first really? of all. I looked up the cool. menu. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it looks really good. Okay, good. But, um, I love Indian food. Yeah. It, oh, it, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it better be prepared well. Uh, you'll you know, regret it. But anyway, wow, that's crazy. So, But see, can I just jump in here for a second? Just like yeah. we were talking about earlier, you know, would the whole idea that a place was haunted or had something strange happen in it, would that apply to this market basket? Does it bring more people mm, in? Sure. Or does it see? I can see tons of people coming to this tavern saying, "Where's the desk chair?" You know, I can see that. So I did look that up because because this wasn't it was in 1702, so it's like you know okay. that 
17. That's all. It's, you know, a couple years ago. That was a creepy um, era. Okay. Yes. And so they've, they've made a pretty good uh, transition of going from the Busby Stoop Inn to this new restaurant. Yep. So they've basically scrapped everything to make it out like it's a completely new place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've distanced themselves from the old name. So I don't think a lot of people are coming there because of what okay, did sure. happen. Yep. I think it's just like that history that's embedded With in the, the building tram. itself. But people really are are at the point where this is really good Indian food. We're going to eat <laughs> yeah, here right. because of this, okay, not yes. because right. of this. But where's the chair? Isn't the chair hanging from the uh, ceiling or something? So it Yes, but from the museum. Oh, the oh okay. Museum. All right. Wow, not, wow. not from the pub. Why wouldn't you want... Uh, I'll throw this to uh, Valerie because she's a ghost hunter. Why wouldn't you just take the chair apart, get rid of it, burn it? Unfortunately, a lot of people want the attention from things like that. They want the publicity. You know, there are there's so many people, especially right now, obsessed with these weird paranormal things. Yes. And, you know, people are willing to make money off of that type of thing. Like uh, Michael Jackson wanted to buy the uh, elephant man's remains, right? Or less. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would you want? Why would you do that? Yeah. Do you really want to mess with that chair? I don't no, think so. No. No. Start sawing it in pieces or something. Well, that's true. But to, probably be dead to on that the spot. Point, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good what point. If, what if you dismantle a chair, but the spirit is still there? It should, I mean, sure there is, is that. Yeah. It, it could be attached to maybe not something physical. Maybe it's more of a spiritual attachment. I wow. think you if you dismantle know. it, it's going to go into your body. You, you know, it's your body. Yes. Probably live in you after you. Destroy the night. Non- right. it, see that it does happening. depend on the non- spirit. So you would want somebody you trust to try to figure out what is making this happen to the chair and can it be safely removed right. or moved on or whatever. I mean, that's weird that, I mean, yeah. basically it starts off with a guy cursing the chair. All right. And, and it's almost like the curse kind of, you know, took effect. It did. But, Everybody but died. Valerie. Yeah, it's not like it's haunted. Do be advised. It's cursed. There is a big difference between the death chair, where everybody gets killed uh, horribly, <laughs> and a piece of bread flying off in market basket. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Deep is. Never the twain shall be. Related. Yeah, that's right. Can you never know. Can anybody else not see the um, contrast? We have to be a TV show. We may believe we're at a bar, so we look at X well, right now. He looks like the guy that you can have one X, after that incident, X. they they management initiated an edict for employees, associates to uh, not be loafing around. Not to be. <laughs> wow. Okay. Otherwise, they'd have oh, to, loafing. I, I would have in the show. have to sit in the death chair, right? <laughs> yeah, he's doing material. Okay. That's showbiz, baby. Thank you, JJ. I don't know what to tell you. So listen, we have to take a uh, technical ad break right now and we'll be right back seriously after this you're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network the whole gang is here please stay tuned do you know where the world's most secret bases are located do you know what spooky action at a distance means is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space and where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hogs Hats, 
and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Monster X Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Once again, this is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. This turned out to be. Girls, hope you're sitting down. The very famous one one is here. Hello, Mac. This has been a great show. Girls, uh, if you're just tuning in, you missed some stuff, but uh, I think you might be able to catch it again on on demand, as they say. <laughs> okay, on demand. All right. On demand. Sounds kinky. Hey, listen, speaking of kinky, no, no cocoa tonight. No cocoa tonight. He uh, sent me an email and explained in like 10 pages why he's working on a top secret project. Right? You, you, <laughs> Did you know, tell you, you what those, the secret was? After uh, the I don't know. I, I, I dropped out. I fell asleep after page three, frankly. I'm sure <laughs> that he probably did. Uh, no switch tonight either. He's moving his headquarters. He is uh, lamenting to me on Messenger that he shouldn't have collected so much stuff over the years. Uh, apparently, he's uh, been able to like fill an entire moving truck with just his books, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he hasn't written to anyone else. Um, yeah, but he'll be back on very, very soon. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to save the best for last. Well, I have a reason for that. Club, not that you're not the best. Willie Club, our security chief, looking in on us tonight. How have we been tonight? Behaving ourselves there, Willie, more or less? I got to say, Mac, yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, just so much going on tonight. Yes. You know, I, I could not offer anything tonight. It's, it's just good. too much here. Yeah, good. So okay. I'm, I'm having a great uh, great time. No news is good news. Okay. It's like a boiled dinner. Everything is in it. It's kind of you stir it up and uh, put some mustard a on bit it. More vinegar and yeah. off and running. Vinegar. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's right, <Fun> Raven. <laughs> that's Thursday, baby. Oh, man. That's the only time I eat corned beef is on St. Patrick's Day. But if you get that done right, it's primo. Oh, done right. It's delish. Speaking of corned beef, uh, Agent X is with us, the man who works for the agency, that works for the agencies. X. Thank you for having me. It's yes. been a a, a real lot of fun. Yes. And I'm especially pleased <clears throat> that Juan Juan has the Rolling Stones placket beside behind him. Still not washed. Still not laundered, right? No, it's it's uh, fine. It's, it's uh, fine. Oh. It's self-cleans. How know? many times? The famous last words. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's hey, listen, fine. A special guest <laughs> joining really us. Taking it off. I love it. Uh, hey, there's a new logo now for the new tour. That's the new oh, really? European tour. It's, <clears throat> it's called the 60 logo. What is it? The tongue, well, there's the Rolling Stones, as you know, kicked off the European tour for this year. Go ahead. Starting in Madrid, Spain, going through Liverpool, Hyde Park, Liverpool, Amsterdam, all those places that uh, I hope to visit when I move over there. Go ahead. I was reluctant to buy a ticket now with my American Express card because I'm thinking, shit, what if I, what if something happens and we don't get there by June? What if the Rolling After Stones? All, 
Yeah. I'm trying to get there by for the Queen's Jubilee. Okay, 20 minutes. Now that's that's the Queen. All right, all right, stop. All right, just stop. Stop. Okay, let's move the on. The Queen's Jubilee. Let's move on. Come on. Okay. It's June. That's like, it's like a dessert to me. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, oh, thank you, uh, X, for joining us, et cetera, et cetera. Our um, special guest tonight, uh, Valerie Lafasso, our favorite empath, also ghost hunter. Valerie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back. Mm -hmm. You bet, Valerie. Okay. Now, just think about it here for a second, okay? You've been with us now for about a half hour, so just look at everybody. <laughs> what kind of vibe? If you had to put it in a blender, what would you say the vibe is? You know, when I say vibe, I mean, you know what? She's thinking a long time there. That's not good. <laughs> the vibe... Overall, the vibe overall is good. I mean, you guys are like the gas prices in Snoop Dogg. You know, it's it's up there. So it's good. <laughs> oh, hang on. How about that comparison? I love it. Snoop Dogg. I have zero clue what that means. Gas that's prices. Well, that's to be expected. Didn't, didn't Snoop Dogg just get arrested for murder? Yeah, okay. Hey, listen, that, can I just say this? I mean, you know, we'll get into other things later. But you know how Snoop Dogg and, and Martha Stewart, they're in this kind of, you know, conglomeration together they they they're like boofs. it's the best yeah they're bumping uh you know what i mean right they're bumping bump grind they? yep they're bumping raven would know wait what they're do bump. you guys think they're yes bumping no come no, on how no. would you know they're bffs oh well you okay know what that means all right come on and then believe me i know snoop dogg he's a friend of mine it. from high school he would jump on that Anyway, so hey, am I the only one here over 15 years old? Yes. And hey, there's some kids on your lawn. <laughs> yeah, I'm 16. Okay, X, I'm 16. You look it. <laughs> okay. I thought that Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart were just like really, really good friends. You're, you're adorable. Come on. They probably are. I think Max just kind of stretching the extrapolating. Uh, anyway. I mean, Snoop Dogg, she's his, she's oh his grandmother. You kidding me? Well, you know, some guys like that. Hey, listen, we it have doesn't to matter these days, Club. doesn't well, matter. Uh, it does to me. Valerie. Age, the, there's no age difference <laughs> thing anymore. Wait, no so Martha Stewart is what? Five years older than Hey, she's been in jail. Probably in her 70s. Snoop likes that. No, she's not. No. she is. No, she has to Google her now. Guys, how dumb am I? I'm Googling it right now. Valley. Martha Stewart. She's been around the block, Raven. Where have you been? She's got to be in a womb. Valerie, let me apologize. I'm pretty proud of myself for starting this for you. Oh, jeez. She did. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, right. Okay. So, Valerie, just. She's 80. No, there's, she's born not in, 80. Born in 1941, ladies and gentlemen. Martha Stewart is 80. You're so yeah, full she of is. No, she is. And Snoop is <laughs> hitting that. Snoop is oh, hitting yeah, that. I couldn't That's wait bad. to get, get in her bedroom, huh? <laughs> Wake her up. I mean, she's not bad looking for 80. I mean, you know. I'm, she I'm looks going, amazing for 80. I'm not going That's by these sure. pictures. And this is a picture of her and Snoop. <laughs> How old is Snoop? 50. What? What's Snoop doing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't. I'm yeah, okay. I'm done. I'm done. Luckily, I, I don't know I'm how done. to Google here. Okay. All right. Well, listen. I, I don't have a clue who Snoop is. That's good. That's I've, good. I vaguely heard of Martha Graham. Uh, yeah, Martha Graham. <laughs> wow. We. Whatever her name is. If I told you, if Martha I told Stewart. you now, <laughs> the job that X used to do, you'd be so frightened you would move somewhere. Right? Would you say that's right there, X? When you used to man the uh, crisis center there? Can we talk about that? I guess yes. 
but it had nothing to do with Martha Stewart or whoever <laughs> See what Snoopy I mean? Snoop is. <laughs> no, my case is closed. Okay, I just sent you a link. Okay. Everybody's got the link. So, Valerie, let me get back to you. So, when did you get interested in, like, uh, you know, ghosts and stuff like that? Were you a kid? Yeah, I've been obsessed with ghost stories for as long as I can remember, but I had experiences with ghosts as a kid, and I think that's why. What came first? That were you reading, or then you had like an experience, or vice versa? Do you remember? I think the experience probably happened first because it ha it started when I was really young. Really, yeah, like someone would appear, just like we would imagine a ghost to look like. Kind of like I would just feel them in my room, and like I could feel them touching me. Ooh. And I would like mm. call out for my mom and my mom would come in and be like, there's nobody here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any idea who they were or just someone who might have lived in the house? I, or whatever? I don't know. I, you know, it, it just, at the time it scared me. Um, but now I never figured out who it was. Yeah, right. I, I got to tell you the only, and I am someone who have not had any kind of paranormal experience in my life. I've never seen a UFO or anything like that. I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen a cryptid. Uh, you know, whatever. But I can tell you this, is that one year, a bunch of us in college, we rented a cottage down in Seabrook Beach. You guys know where that is, right? Mm -hmm. But along yeah. a nice part of Seabrook Beach, you know, for the yeah, winter. Yeah, there's a nice part of Seabrook. Yeah, for yeah. the winter, you know. A bunch of, you know, college guys crashing there. And had four bedrooms of the cottage. And um, I would go into this one room, and before I'd fall asleep, I could hear people talking. I could just hear people talking, you know. They, they were, you know, I was in another room for a while, couldn't hear them, but in this particular room, and there was no one on either side of us. We were the only people in the neighborhood because it's a summer neighborhood, you know? And that was strange. And that, that I would just say, well, I can hear them talking again. And um, you can never explain it or whatever, but they were definitely there. So it is weird. It's like like you said earlier, you can't, you can't predict where ghosts are going to decide to, you know, hang their hat, right? They, you know, they don't always do what we think they're going to do. Um, and their intent has everything to do with it. You know, if somebody dies in market basket and they think that I'm, I'm dead and I'm stuck here, then they are stuck there. Oh, that, you know, that's, that's, that's yes, their yes. belief that, that keeps them stuck. Nothing else. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> X just sent me an email, uh, a text. He says, I hope I die in tens in Salisbury. Local joke. Local <laughs> joke. Local joke. Who said that to you? <laughs> wow! So, I never sent him that. So, so you know, to, yeah, I've never been in tens. Oh, uh, okay. when it was I, I just got the operation. point of the story. Yeah, sure, yes. sure, sure. Okay. So, Valerie, so, so you know, I mean, when, when you uh, think back on your childhood, and you, and you there were ghosts there, but you weren't sure who they were. Did you ever, you know, as you grew older, could you make an educated guess? Were they people? I, I always think they're people who just were in the house originally, and they just can't. Get out of the house. Now, I think for for the the one the first one that I experienced, it was probably a family member um, that passed away that was just checking in on me because I remember like they were like stroking my hair and like comforting me, you know. But I didn't know who it was, so it scared me. I don't think they were trying to scare me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know. So it, I can I can guess at you know that it may have been a, a relative just based on that, but. Yep. Um, you know, for a really long time, because the experiences weren't like they are on TV and in movies and stuff, I didn't really think of them as like 
paranormal experiences until much later on. So mm-hmm. I was a lot further removed from it when I went, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> Remember that now. Okay. Maybe that was a ghost. <laughs> See, like I, and we've talked about this before, that there are certain people who are born to, yeah, they're inclined to kind of experience this, experience this stuff. I have not. Raven, you seem like you've run into it a lot in your life, right? Yeah, there's there's always stuff going on here. I mean, my my house is it's an old house. You you have to assume that people have most likely passed on here. Mm-hmm. So there's there's always things going on. I mean, like my animals are always looking looking at things that that I don't know what they're looking at. That would scare there's, me. There's no rhyme or reason. Yep. They're they're fixated on something. That would and scare. it's it's something I can't see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We yeah, should try to you get... have to assume that there's things that are maybe in in this realm that we, that is in between that you just can't see. We can't see. Like we were talking about the the lines and the antelopes earlier. So that's what scares me a lot is that, you know, I've heard of people, you know, firsthand who have said their dog who had slept, you know, at the foot of their bed for 20 years, never moving, got up one night and like started barking at something in the corner of the bedroom as if they were barking at a person. Never did it before, never did it since. And it scared the crap out of my aunt and uncle. It's like, what? why? Why would the dog do that? Unless he could see something we can. And one, one, and I have talked about this before where – when someone comes into a room, how a cat reacts to it, mm-hmm. the cat will just kind of you know, saunter over to it, but definitely check it out, okay? You know, they see cats doing that and no one's there. I mean, why is he doing it? You know, what? You know, one thing, go ahead. One thing, Mac, it's, it's generally believed that, um, you know, when you've got a ghost in your house, that it's someone that died a violent death. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's not some happy person. They're yes. there. Because of some violent death, and uh, they say that they're not there to, to be nice to you, that they, you know, they have other intentions. But they're stuck, as Valerie said. They're stuck. That's, that's in some cases, but uh, Eileen sees her dad once in a while, or really? senses her dad there. And wow. He just, yeah, he just I, died from I'd a heart to... attack, but not in this house, yeah. in her house. Go ahead, Raven. It's, it's all about what they believe right. when they die. Yes. Um, it doesn't necessarily, a violent death doesn't equate to a haunting all the time Mm -hmm. um you know if they believe that they're going to pass on they'll pass on if they believe they'll get stuck they'll be stuck you know my my father was raised catholic and you know so he was stuck for about three years after he passed away because you know he stole a pencil in the fifth grade and you're not supposed to steal as a catholic so i did that his fear of going to hell kept him stuck yes you know until he he got to a point where he went okay I'm ready to move on uh-huh. and he moved on. That's like what five of us oh, have to look forward to. Yes, you're five years old. Yeah, they do a job. Matt, on Matt yeah. just to confirm what you said. Right. Um, as um, I mentioned before, I never had COVID. Right to all of this, we don't and mention that on the show. But go ahead. I know, I know, but um, so I looked it up. Yes. Why didn't I get it? Everybody else. Did. All right. Okay. So listen. So anyway, so Valerie, do you have to, is there any place, can you go to study to how to be a ghost hunter or do you, is it all self-research? In, no, there's not really like a place you can go to learn. I know there's, you know, like in our area, Circles of Wisdom is in um, Haverhill and they occasionally have um, somebody in that does some ghost hunting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can look online for places like that um, and, you know, watch the shows, read the books. Yep. You know, really, but think about what is 
you know, possible and what's out there and, and do what you think is, is right. Cause not all the methods out there are good. Work. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Listen, now plug, know, but, plug your books when you have, plug your books real quick. Then we'll get to Raven. Yeah. My books. So my books are fiction. It's a uh, young adult paranormal fiction. It's tangled web of friends. And there are three books currently in the series and a fourth book on the way, hopefully before the end of the year. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Raven, please go ahead. Um, my whole thing is, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. That's good. Oh, we, we love that. <laughs> okay. All I can think of is like, look at us four guys with these two, I don't want to say it, but two. It's awesome chicks. Yeah. All right. Yeah, say it. I'm sorry. It's all right. I said awesome chicks. I'm free. I'm free to say yeah. it anytime. I was going to say smoke shows, but that's okay. Smoke shows. So, so, yeah. well, listen, let's get back to the uh, flying bread incident real quick. Okay. <laughs> So, Valerie, so if we can set it up, you'll go in, we'll either go in undercover or on the radar and see what's what's up, okay? Definitely. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Is that. Willie Club, is that okay? Can we pass security with that? Will you come with oh, us? Oh, I, I think so, yeah. In fact, I'd like to go with her and Will you? do that. Well, I'm going to go with her. Will you care? Willie you? Club would be perfect. You could put, like, a cell phone just in your pocket with, right. like, you know, video recording. He's right. No one's going to know. No one would suspect him. But me, yeah. me, they'd have someone tailing from I'd go in the door and out the door. They no, have, no, they're hey, trust listen. me. Someone will come in with their pants around their ankles and they'll be like, "Who cares?" About this guy? <laughs> Pete said he never saw it on a video. I don't know whether to believe and him. They'll, or not. they'll say there's a kin kindred spirit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. It's, well, listen. Exactly. On that note, <laughs> Valerie, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Putting up with us, and you'd say, you know, overall the show vibe was, you know, a B. <laughs> B B plus. The show vibe was good. I could tell you guys were we're getting pretty punchy here at the end, but <laughs> you're definitely good. Wow, we've been calling right many things. Though. I'm not sure punchy. <laughs> Thank you very much. We it's really way past Max bedtime. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, and listen, uh, X. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, you're looking you look go to sleep. Uh, we appreciate that. Willie Club, okay, do we pass tonight? We didn't violate any laws. We're not going to get any letters from attorneys. Well, i got to listen to the show again just to be sure. A couple of spots there, particularly with X. Real I had a little concern, but yes. so I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah. Jury's still out. Tell me about it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Whitey. Thank you, Whitey. <laughs> we got that out, so. Raven, it's the uh, time of the night we have to say goodbye to you. Goodbye, Raven. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. I always Good learn night, so Raven. much. Is it really? Good, yeah. night. Good night. See you, Raven. Okay, we appreciate it. Good night, eggs. Give us a call if you remember what you were going to say before. Right. Let us I, know. I will. Okay. All right. Uh, JJ, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. I'm having all kinds of problems with my computer, like big time problems, if you know what I oh, mean. No. Yes. Okay. Well, I got to go down there and help That's you fine. out. All right. Thank you very much. I'll be here for a while. Let me do the uh, let me do the um, plugs real quick. Homestead Troops. Homestead Troops is a military organization. We had them on last week for the World War II trivia show. Bombastic. What would what would the variety the, the say? The general. He was awesome. Bafos, right? Um, Homestead Troops is a military organization that raises money to build homes for injured veterans from uh, post 9/11 uh, war theater. Let's say Afghan war. And also the Iraqi war. They come home maybe missing a limb or whatever. Homes are the uh, troops. Builds them the home. Uh, makes it so it's more adaptable for them, like lower common space and stuff like that. And then gives them the home. Tears up the mortgage. It's theirs forever. They don't have to pay for it. And um, these people deserve it. And it turns out that 85% of the people who are given homes 
by home squad troops, go on to lead productive lives. 85% is really high, I hate to say it, but it's really high for a disabled veteran, okay? Um, General Tom was on with us last week, and they've built something like 350 homes so far. I mean, this is not just some, you know, kind of rickety-dicky type thing. They no, built, they're not tiny homes necessarily. Yeah. You no, know, they're like they have four hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes. He came out and yeah. said about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's good. Anyway, homes for our troops. It's all based on your contributions. Eighty eight cents on every dollar goes towards uh, our veterans, and that's a very high thing in the charity biz. So please, homes for our troops, support them. Also, Ross Shop and his uh, mad Englishman friends are putting back together a World War II warplane called the Mosquito, made of wood. Put the Rolls Royce engines on it. And it was the fastest thing in the wall for a long time. So fast, they didn't put guns on them because, one, one, why? Because it would outrun the bullets. It could outrun the bullets. That's how fast this thing was, okay? And uh, Ross and his friends, putting it back together, should be ready in about a year or so. Um, it's going to be uh, one of these classic kind of war birds, but one, one has agreed to be the first civilian to fly in and on the test flight, correct, one, one? That's right, I- as crazy as that may sound, I volunteered to do that. Whether they select me or not, I don't know. But no parachute. Without a parachute. No parachute. That's right. Yep. Okay. Without a parachute. I think we're going to be flying low enough where a parachute won't function. But, it won't uh, make you know, any maybe difference. If something happens, I could just jump out. I don't know. Just bring a camera with you. Good right? man, you are. But I, f- I feel good no, about you, it. You though. can't do the tuck and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he feels good about it. That's good. I'm going to try and get a, one of those cool aviator scarfs yes says blow it in the wind yes. you know, like yeah snoopy yeah like snoopy, like snoopy look good, it was man. my dog's halloween costume <laughs> was really it? wow did he know um so listen yeah that'll look good that'll uh, that's the final frame of the movie they want one just the scarf going yep. down one one do remember how many aviators in world war one especially mm-hmm. but less so in world war two were killed by their scarves getting Oh. In something. Don't believe him. You He's making what? that up uh, right now. Listen. Maybe Lord. a lot. I have no idea. None of them. Was I it a thousands. I mean, there's not thousands. thousands. They'd have them, yeah. they, they would have them not wear scarves if it's in the thousands. What do you? Yeah, but that, then they wouldn't be cool. <laughs> what happened? Did they get caught the in the propeller or something? What really happened? Cool. When they get shot or when they, when they had aviation combatics. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm the right. scarf would get caught in whatever got blown off. Thousands, mm-hmm. thousands. Oh. That happened. Okay. You can Jeez. do. I don't do Google, but it's do okay. Duck Duck Go. That's duck, duck, go. duck Duck Go. Yes, do, I'm going to do Alta Vista. Okay, look. Yes, all that. We can Alta edit Vista. it to right here. Yeah, Alta Vista. Yahoo. All right, here we go. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll edit it You're to track here. Here, anyone who wants a uh, bag of swag can uh, get in touch with us by. Um, Emailing macmaloney.com, hit the contact button and uh, follow the instructions there and send us your uh, mailing address, not your email address so much as your mailing address, and we'll send you out a bag of swag. Now, the current bag of swag contains two pins, two collar pins, two decals, uh, two um, something else in, 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 in uh, the bar coasters. Half a dozen also, coasters. Yeah, I'm coming to that. Okay. <laughs> We've got a whole thing with the coasters. It might turn out to be all we can send up as the coasters, but everyone is into this thing where they get the coasters and they, you know, go into a bar and leave the coasters there. So the bag of swag, just go to MacMoney.com, hit the contact button. We'll send you out the bag of swag. And we know that they reached Northern Ireland because she had her bar coaster with her. That's right. right. That's amazing. Uh, so I think that's it. Uh, why don't we have a lot of uh, interesting shows coming up? 
Um, but who knows? The World War II trivia show, like I said, is Bafo. Uh, thank you for everyone who uh, you know joining in on that for our homes for our troops. And those um, are good questions in that trivia show. I agree. Yeah, it yeah. took me about well a research. Well, uh, very good questions. Yeah. I agree. Even though I did not cover myself with glory, you did a good, great job, Mac. Yeah, we'll explain it to you. Valley. I agree, Valley. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us. And uh, until next time, this is Mac. Baloney saying for the rest of the game, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.